0: What is up everybody and welcome back to the sounding board from the Utah School Counselors Association. It's your host Nate Webb. Oh guys, I hope you all had a very, very Merry Christmas. Um, It is currently December 27th. This is going to be the last episode of 2023. And some of you guys are in the middle of Christmas break. Some of you guys are at the end of your Christmas break. Regardless, I hope you all had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Um, Here in good old Tooele, we actually got some snow. We got some snow two days before Christmas. Um, Christmas Adam, as my my spouse so affectionately calls it. Um, We got some snow. We were able to make a snowman. It was really fun. My boys were able to get some magical snowman. It's just more magical when you can have a snowman on Christmas, you know? To be fair, he melted almost entirely before Christmas, but the fact we were able to go outside and make a snowman a couple days before Christmas, is was pretty magical. I And also, I just got to be honest, guys, with little kids, Christmas is just magical, okay? There's so much magic in the air with little kids. I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old, pretty much, um, and so... There's just so much magic around Christmas, and the lengths that we go to to keep the magic alive in our kids, to keep them believing in Santa and all the magic things, Um, to the point where I would, uh, Christmas Eve, the boys were getting ready for bed, they're getting in their bunk bed, I snuck out of the house. And shook a bunch of bells and then belly laughed in a really deep voice like Santa and said, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Um, They lost it. They flipped. They're like, oh, my gosh, Shanna's here. Oh, my gosh, Shanna's here. It was the best thing ever. So we had a great time. And then the day after Christmas, we all got sick. <laughs> the post-Christmas sickness is no joke. There's bugs going around everywhere right now. It's wintertime. It's cold season. It's flu season. It's everything, The all, all of the above season. And so uh, my two oldest got sick. Um, all of us, you know, ended up getting the runs and took lots of trips to the bathroom. And I'm very, very thankful for... Uh, for diapers uh, for disposable diapers for Walmart pickup Um, and we are heavily involved in the brat diet right now recovering from Christmas but it was magical so anyway sorry clear my throat this is going to be the last episode of the 2023 um, of the year not of the season not of the seat this season of the podcast but of 2023 because next week at this time it's going to be 2024. It's going to be January. It's going to be a new year. And with the new year comes new challenges. And with, you know, for it's, as school counselors, as educators, <clears throat> it's easy for it to not feel like a new year until August, right? For, for a lot of us, it just feels like new, you know, the same year until school ends in May. But, you know, calendar month is 12 months, even though the school year is nine and it feels like you're still the same year, but it's going to be a new year next year, 2024. What are your goals? What do you guys want to achieve? I know as school counselors, it can kind of feel like a dead end job where you're just doing the same thing. And there's not really any goals really, right? Like there's no additional leadership. I mean, you can, you can become department head, lead counselor, but a lot of times that's like a rotating position anyway. Um, But there's still goals you can set for yourself as a person and in your career. You know, Being a school counselor is not necessarily a dead-end job. Um, There's growth that can happen. Um, You never know. You might be needed at a a different level, at a middle school, at an elementary school, at a high school, at a college, and you might need to switch and change and things. And so what are your goals heading into 2024? What do you want to achieve? Um, I know that when we come back from the break – Most of us are dreading it. (laughs) Um, We love being with our families, and we love our students. Don't get me wrong. But uh, we know what's waiting for us when we come back from the break, right? Long line of schedule changes, everyone wanting to change their schedules and be with their friends and oh, you messed up this class or stuff that we procrastinated and said, oh, my gosh, okay, I will fill that hole in next semester. We just want to worry about first semester. Well, now it's next semester and now we're all freaking out. Sorry. And we got, uh, you know, the start of a new semester drama. You got teachers, you know, that might be leaving mid year. Um, They found different opportunities and they have to leave their school and you're filling with that list. The list goes on. There's lots of reasons. Why this could be stressful for you guys coming back from a Christmas break. I want to be the voice in your corner telling you that it is going to be okay. You are doing amazing. Give yourself some grace. Yes, it's going to be crazy. I'm not going to try and sugarcoat that at all. But you are more than capable to handle the crazy and everything that comes with it. Now, as we head into the rest of the school year, kids are going to be dealing with some trauma. I'm not going to lie. Right now, with the state of the world, with world events, the violence going on in Gaza and Israel, um, kids will be dealing with some trauma. And so today, I'm going to talk about some things you can do to help your kids during troubling times. Um, And it's based off of an article in ASCA from the ASCA and I learned I can't post the link because this is only available to paying ASCA members so if you like these articles that I'm good that I go over on the podcast please go become a member of the American School Counselors Association you should be anyway um, so that you have access to these articles as well but this article is called helping students in troubling times which I thought was spot on for what's going on right now <clears throat> But it's just some suggestions and resources to consider as we provide ongoing support to our students. And I want to give it a little disclaimer. Before you take any action, please consult with your district to discover any guidance or response initiatives that um, they have in place so that your actions align with the school and the district programs. We want to make sure that you are always acting in, in, in accordance with your district and with your school we don't want to create any drama there so please double check with them <clears throat> but anyway um so here's some some suggestions some tips during an emotional period it's important to remind students that their strong emotions will pass and therefore they must refrain from drastic or risky behaviors that could have long-term consequences if they feel they've suffered an emotional loss you got to give yourself time to heal but you know don't don't take any drastic measures uh because you feel like this is going to be forever it's not going to be forever now they don't know that it's not going to be forever but um but that's where you come in right as a counselor you can reassure them um don't provide assurances though that you can't ensure if students are fearful don't tell them everything will be okay for some students the dangers they fear are very real however you can help them find positive ways to address their fears. Um, that's a big one because as school counselors, sometimes we make assurances and promises that we can't keep, that we can't ensure. Some of these kids, they're fearful for <clears throat> you know, their lives. Some of them don't have a great home life. Some of them, they have very real demons in their closets. Uh, but we can help them find positive ways to address their fears. Uh, we can help students process information or images they might find inflammatory in print, television, and social media. Very often, simply discussing current events can help students develop a better understanding. And expressing their emotions can help students deal with them more effectively. <clears throat> Sorry. Like I said, we are getting over sickness. I'm going to be clearing my throat a lot on this one. This is a big one. Um... Helping students to process the information that's, you know, inflammatory, that they're consuming, whether it be on social media, on the news. The big one right now is Gaza and Israel. The violence going on over there. A lot of people want to um, force each other to choose sides. A lot of people want to say, OK, who do you support, Israel or Gaza? Right. Why did, why did the governor say we stand with Israel and this or that? Choosing sides. Especially with kids, is not appropriate. Um, telling kids that they should pick a side or telling kids what side you pick is not appropriate. What is appropriate <clears throat> is to talk to them about what is happening factually. You know, if they're worried about the violence and wondering why is the violence happening, and I'm just so anxious about it, I don't understand. You can help them understand what's happening and why it's happening. There's a wonderful Instagram account, and this is not a sponsored segment, but it's called Sharon Says So. It's this wonderful former educator who now is a full-time Instagrammer um, who just gives updates about current world status, about the country status uh, politically, stuff like that. And she is very unbiased. She just gives very factual stuff, and that's a very good resource to help you guys as you help kids process stuff. Um, And then we can go into the soft skills also, right? Um, Encourage all students to treat others with respect and dignity, regardless of the difference in culture and beliefs. All students deserve to be treated with respect regardless of their political beliefs. And like socioeconomic backgrounds, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender, religion, and and any other factor. Everyone deserves to be treated with kindness and respect. And that goes back to um, not picking sides with a lot of these big world events. Not, you know, saying, demonizing one side or the other, because you have students on both sides of any argument. And you do not want to alienate anyone by saying, this person's right, this person's wrong, because 90% of the time, it is not that black and white. 90% of the time, It is very, very complex, and it's okay if kids want to talk about that complex stuff. Now, that being said, if a student comes in wanting to talk about some of this heavy stuff and you're nervous about being able to talk to them about this stuff, please make sure you have a FERPA form signed by their parent um, so that you have all of your assets covered so that you can be able to have these conversations with these kids and be the support that you need to be to them. Uh, Without that that FERPA form, you could be at risk of, you know, legalities and stuff like that if the parents don't like what you're discussing. So just have that in mind. Make sure you have that FERPA form. Anyway, another thing, you can take clear action to intervene with situations of bullying and harassment and review bullying prevention activities. Remind students of school and district policies um, related to offensive language, harassment, and bullying because the reason this is a big deal Especially around tumultuous times, um, there are popular sides that get picked by one side or the other, right? I live in a very conservative town, and so a lot of conservative kids will gang up on the more liberal-esque kids, um, and vice versa, but in my town, it's more conservative, Um, and um, (laughs) that's bullying. (laughs) It's, It's discriminatory, it's hate, and we cannot stand for it. Um, Check in with students who may be at risk for bullying and harassment, recognizing that all students have the right to be treated equally and fairly with dignity and respect, um, free from discrimination and harassment and bullying. And this is where we can reassure them that there are adults who can help and work with them to identify those they can go to in a time of need and encourage them to seek out an adult they trust and that they're comfortable talking to. That's probably the biggest thing with any tumultuous times, whether you're being bullied, whether you're scared because the news, having a supportive adult in your corner that you can go to, is going to make the world of difference. Um, Now, for students experiencing anxiety or sadness, you know, consider the ASCA standards, the mindsets and behaviors um, that might be able to help them. Um, And also review upcoming topics for classroom lessons to determine any adjustments you could make to address your school's climate. If you don't have classroom lessons scheduled in the immediate future, consider adding them to have an impact on a larger group of students. If there's stuff you're worried about, you know, contact people like me who do assemblies on the matter. Um, Contact other you know counselors that can help you out uh, talk to your school admin see if you can do a lesson for the student body or for whatever grades you're worried about in you know th- those upcoming topics for classroom lessons are a great time to help kids with you know tough topics um consult and collaborate with stakeholders to create a school climate that welcomes and appreciates the strengths and the gifts of all the students particularly culturally diverse students uh You want to make sure to consult and collaborate with relevant stakeholders when student assistance is needed um, and including the identification of early warning signs of student distress. Student privacy should be honored to the greatest extent possible while balancing the best interest of the students and the safety of self and others. Um... And if you have any questions, you can always review the Ask Ethical Standards for School Counselors when weighing issues of confidentiality. And we could do a whole episode on confidentiality, and I probably will. Um, but review those because parents have the right to almost everything. Consult with parents if they have concerns about a student and share local referral resources as needed. <clears throat> Consult with other school counselors and district school counseling supervisors when considering the best approach for supporting a student or when a breach of confidentiality may be necessary. And provide just a safe space, guys, for everybody, for students and allies to discuss fears of safety and well-being. Promote sensitivity and acceptance of diversity among all students and staff Um, to include your LGBTQ plus students, your immigrants, your members of religious minorities and just your diverse family systems it is easy to feel alienated in utah i might i might get a lot of flack for saying that but we all know that it's true we all know here in utah it's easy to feel alienated because the overwhelming majority you know they're members of the same church the overwhelming majority are part of the same culture and so it is difficult when you're not part of that it is difficult to feel like you're constantly on the outside And us as school counselors, it is our job to help kids with that. And so um, please, um, please be conscious of that. And so, yeah, there we go, guys. Here's how some just some tips on helping, you know, your kids in these troubling, tumultuous times. This is a short little episode, guys. probably going to be about yeah, 17 minutes-ish. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode as you're listening. Uh, hope you are not back to school already. But if you are, hope you have a wonderful day. If you have any questions, please reach out. Thank you guys so much for this wonderful year. Thank you so much for listening to every single episode. Hopefully, we can keep this podcast running long time and get it going. Um, it's been going great. Don't get me wrong. But I... I, I I have so many ambitions you know I would love to grow this podcast out to be so much bigger than it is and that can't happen without you guys and so I am so thankful for you guys we as the Utah School Counselors Association are so thankful for all of you who listen and we hope we can bring more value to you in the future hope you all have a wonderful day and we will see you on the next one have a happy new year